Hi, my name is Andrew McElwain. I'm the Managing Director of Investigator Resources. Investigator Resources is an Australian-listed uh, resource company. Our main focus and asset at the moment is our Paris Silver Project in South Australia. Uh, we've recently uh, presented to the market a, a PFS that shows robust economics, and we're now on a path to uh, take that project forward, including some of our regional exploration opportunities as well. Andrew, good to see you. I haven't seen you since July. I uh, wanted to catch up end of, end of year roundup, and the PFS uh, is a good place to start. Do you want to remind us of some of those numbers? Sure. Hi, Matt. And look, uh, it is a great place. And in those last six months, we've been like the proverbial swan, not doing much on the surface, but plenty happening under the water. So uh, the PFS numbers came out. We have a resource of 53 million ounces of silver. So look, one and a half billion dollars worth of silver in the ground. So if you want direct silver exposure, you know, if you're thinking silver, you should be thinking investigator. But the PFS numbers we put together is about a nine million ton uh, operation that delivers about 26 or 7 million ounces of silver. Uh, importantly, try and put that in gold terms. This is a sort of a 400,000 ounce gold project at about two grand. All in sustaining cost is $17 Australian. So just a whisker over 50% of the current price at $31. So really robust financials. But importantly, some of the work we're going to do going forward is how we bring some of the lead revenue to the table as well. And that'll make a market difference to the economics. Okay. The thing about this project, we've discussed this before, is, is scale, right? It, the economics are great to a point, but you, you're going to need to show the market you've got the scale, you've got the you know li li decent life of mine, that there's somewhere to go with this. I mean, how, how do you go about doing that? What else do you need to do? Sure. Look, it's very, like all projects, very sensitive to operating costs. And if we can uh, either increase the revenue or bring the operating costs down, then the resource that we consume will be much greater. Uh, one of the things we have done is, in fact, we've mined it faster or we're planning to mine it faster than you typically would. We were looking for a million tonne per annum option, but there's a significant change in the mining cost for us to mine it at 2 million tonnes per annum. And uh, that's why it's a bit shorter mine life. What we're doing now is we're going to start to do the regional exploration work. We've also got some bits around the pit that will add uh, life to the project as well. So, but is, is this just... Is this just an Aussie-only investment opportunity? Because you look, you look at investors around the world, they're investing in multiple exchanges and in, in, in commodities of their, of their choice. You, compared to the South American options, are going to be on the smaller side of, of things. So again, are you just trying to appeal to the, the home market, or do you think that you can make this you know, co you know, competitive globally? Sure. Look, uh, it is an issue about being uh, representing scale against, as you say, some of the South American uh, silver producers. Uh, look, in Australia, we are by far the highest grade project in Australia. Um, international interest is great. Our 15% of our shares, our major shareholder is a UK-based precious metals fund. So, um, you know, while some people say uh, if you're in North America, you've got to be on an OTC or something, Easy enough to buy uh, Aussie shares, and as I said, if you want to be invested in uh, in silver, then it's a it's a have a look at our share price following the uh, silver silver price chart. Okay, so um, the the other components of this is um, lead, obviously, and as as a byproduct, or you know, which which may help help the economics. You've got a bit of mat work to do to try and understand if you're going to be able to do that, though, don't you? Look, absolutely. And I suppose when I got involved in Investigator, the challenge about this project was a number of things about bringing a resource together that was defensible and then finding a viable metallurgical process for us to economically uh, 
develop this project. So we focus simply on the silver revenue component. We've uh, done the homework, worked out how we can increase the recovery from the silver. And just on the silver uh, economics alone, this project develop, uh, delivers a 54% IRR. It's got a net present uh, value of in excess of $200 million. We have a $100 million market cap. So uh, pretty good metrics. Uh, 100,000 tonnes of lead that's not even considered in the financials at the moment. We'll do some uh, test work on how we can float some of this lead. It's a bit challenging because it's not as easy as, as you know, a typical lead-only project. But uh, I can tell you that if we and we have put into our financial model a little bit of lead, it makes a huge difference to the return on this project. Yeah, okay. Like, and I appreciate you don't want to run before you can walk sort of thing. So you've got, you've kind of got to get Paris up and running. But I'm trying to get a sense of and maybe we should talk about how you're going to deliver that into 2022 first. But where I want to go is where's these, the, the ambition? You know, what do you want to do with the money that you're going to be generating? Um, you know, how does this thing grow? What do you start looking at some of the other projects? And if so, when? So let's, let's start with how you set yourself up for 2022 with Paris. Okay, great question, because what I needed to do was um, make sure the naysayers were uh, able to, to see a, a path forward. We've got a really simple foundation with this project. Simple processing delivers, delivers a good return, and then we'll build on that. We're going to do that. Uh, we will in uh, February be out drilling around Paris and we have some extensions to the pit that we'll drill. But within five kilometres, we've actually got four targets that we've been back to twice already. Uh, we're going back a third time to start to drill those a bit heavy, more heavily, uh, more uh, densely, so that we can understand whether we can bring that ore or that material into uh, into the uh, Paris project. But interestingly enough, 40 kilometres to the east, we also have another project called Buno Morgans. And in fact, we start drilling there next Wednesday. And it's a zinc silver opportunity. Uh, it's had a couple of holes into it. It's got some great geophysics. Um, and as I said, for the want of money in the past, uh, no one's been out there. As I said, we start drilling there on Wednesday. And that's a pro that's a prospect within clear trucking distance of Paris as well. So it's a we're starting to look at this hub and spoke type of project to uh, putting a bigger project together. Okay, okay. And so how much are you allocating to the exploration budget? Uh, next year, we'll spend probably about $4 million on exploration. Um, you know, and people, people go, oh, yeah. So we actually ran the biggest the biggest drill program in South Australia last year, and that's in alongside BHP and Oz Minerals and so on. It was the biggest program. We drilled 30,000 metres. Uh, you know, we've served, certainly in the South Australian terms, we've got our name up in lights. Uh, we'll back that up this year, probably with uh, about the same, about twenty-five thousand metres. Okay, okay, that's that, that, that's going some. Um, just, just pretty, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, so just just on the PFS in terms of this whole setup for for next year, obviously it's giving you some of the information that you want, and it's going to demonstrate to the market the economics around this. And you needed to, I say, put that flag in the sand for people to go like, we we do have something, we do, do know what we're doing here. Um, how quickly do you move through the next phases um, of studies to a point where there's an FID? Sure. So um, one of the things that we'll do uh, next year is, is we're straight into drilling, uh, as I said, close to the pit. That'll generate around about two tonnes of material that we'll use for metallurgical bulk samples as well, testing as well. So that's the, how do we how do we get lead out of this beast um, and can we tune up the uh, silver anymore? So that's the first part. 
drilling assay and uh, and met test work is probably a three to four month uh, process assay turnarounds in australia now are going out to eight weeks ten weeks so um, that's part of the challenge for us that said, uh, so we've got some work happening on some of the samples we've already got, um, and that'll, as I said, push forward to uh, do we have a processing plant that needs to be uh, a different construct to be able to get the lead out, and I'm certain that we will. But in parallel with that, we're also running, in, in fact, two weeks' time, I'm meeting with the regulator starting the permitting process for advancing this to a mining lease, which we need. Um, we're out on the ground with the traditional owners also clearing some of the heritage uh, sites that we need to uh, need to have acknowledged to be able to get a permit from the traditional owners to operate in that region as well. Long answer to a quick, quick question, which is 12 months of work to complete the DFS and the financial investment decision at the end of that. Right. So because most people would obviously do a feasibility study somewhere in there, but you, you feel because the, the scale of this thing, simplicity of this thing, that you can go through to that DFS and, and an FID in, in 12 months? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, in fact, we probably did a little bit more work than you would normally do just for a pre-feasibility study because we were pretty comfortable and confident that we we're going to see this move forward. So, some of the work we've done is a bit more than what you would just do for a PFS, which, in uh, in the reporting terms here, requires plus or minus thirty-five percent accuracy. We're we're advanced from that. Okay, so and again, in terms of the, I referenced it earlier. The market has been, you know, not kind to precious metals for the last four or five months. You, you've got. I, I, I don't know what you've got in cash. What, eight, eight, eight million bucks or so? Is that about right? No, uh, it's round up to 10 at the moment. Yeah. Round it up to 10. Okay, yeah. as of Q3, end of Q3. Um, so you're going to burn through that relatively quickly. You've got 4 million going to expiration. You, you're going through the study process here. Can we expect to see you in the market in the new year? Well, look, um, interestingly, uh, I caught up with a guy uh, on Wednesday. It's it's Friday here, but on Wednesday, I caught up with a guy who is looking at a royalty streaming type deal as well, which is great because it's not going to require equity. Uh, I think, and one of the things I can offer is something a bit different in Australia. It's not just a plain Jane gold project, this. So uh, if you want precious metals exposure and you can only see through history how quickly silver can move, uh, you know, the, the opportunity for us and, you know, there's people that tell me that uh, silver is going to go to 50 and $70 an ounce. Well, uh, you want to be invested enough, us, if that's the case. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you live in that world with those sorts of numbers, absolutely. But you, yeah. you've got to have a more realistic view and cautious view of how you go about it when selecting the type of funding that you, you want to go for. So royalty and streaming is, is, is obviously a, a, a route and become more and more popular. Um, equities is obviously the conventional um, route. You're also going to want to be talking about talking debt conversations later in the year when you when you're talking about the capex component. So you've got a lot of conversations around financing coming up over the next twelve months, I suspect. So what is your view of the silver market, and you know, and how you approach those conversations? Sure. Uh, first question. Uh, second question. I'll ask. Answer first in that uh, we've actually had some discussions with fi financiers and the you know the typical trade banks, uh, and we think this could probably carry fifty percent debt as it currently sits. But at the end of the day, you're giving something away. Always, you know, whether it's equity debt or, or royalty, you're giving something away for the shareholders at some stage. But um, you know, we're not going to be silly about that. Um, but uh, look, I'm I'm always I've been in the gold business for a long time, and and 
and and silver is a little bit different, but I've been in precious metals for a long time. Uh, uh, There's nothing better than pouring a bar and putting it in somebody's hands. And we'll pour bars of silver, not quite as as attractive as a gold bar, but look, I'm very bullish on, uh, and it's not just talking my own book, very bullish on uh, gold and and silver, precious metal space going forward. Um, what the new world order might be, not quite sure, but uh, I think uh, I think gold and silver will be uh, underpinning it. Yeah, I think I think everything. Um, well, certain conversations we've had with leaders to believe that precious metals will, will see a bounce back in, in 2022. A lot of people commenting on that. Sure. Look, that said, uh, the project, and I've always said, as long as we're seeing something north of uh, $30 Aussie an ounce of silver, uh, this project's got got some wheels. Um, we ran the economics on a couple of levels, um, and one of them was on the t- historical 12-month silver price, which is, for us was 34 uh, It's a little bit under that at the moment, but uh, that said, the we also ran it at uh, 30 and 38 and uh, you know, the, there's numbers in the market that we put out. It's a screaming project at 38 $10% shift in the silver price makes a huge difference to this. Now, you, you just gave us a bit of a clue, and you, we've talked about it in the past. Your, your first love is gold. Um, are you setting this project up for someone to come in and, and build out and take over so you can get back to your first true love? Uh, <laughs> um, well, she's sitting beside me, actually, but... Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, no, look, aside from, not really. Uh, I'd like to bring, and I've always said to bring another project into Investigator, but I'm on, on that position at the moment where if I actually go and grab something else right now, people will go, hang on, what's wrong with Paris? Um, so, look, we've got a few irons in the fire. Um, we've fortunately been losing bidder on a couple of projects, and the reason I say that is that the prices were paid were out of this world and not something that I would have been able to represent. So, um, yeah, we're still quite actively looking. Um, look, hopefully we can, uh, you know, there's, there's a number of things, irons in the fire. Okay. Well, okay, I appreciate the uh, update. Sounds, sounds like things are set up quite nicely for 2022 and a very simple process, which you've outlined, um, to get to the point where you can start making decisions on, on, the, on the CapEx. Um, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. And congratulations for 2021, by the way. Oh, thanks very much. And, and there will be plenty of news, though, whether it's coming out of what we're doing in the DFS, but as I said, we've got regional drilling happening as well. Um, and uh, look, one of the beauties of uh, Investigator, it's a very stable team. The geos on the ground have been with the project for six and eight years, and that's almost unheard of in the Australian resource space. So we know what we're doing. Um, you know, we're uh, we're not shy of having a crack, and as we've got enough money to be able to, uh, you know, lurch, or not lurch, but push forward and uh, complete this DFS. So. Look forward to talking in the future.